Mother's Day is May 12th. And in advance, Sona, happy Mother's Day. Oh, thank you, You're Conan. a terrific mom, and your kids are here today with Did us. Did you get me a present? I'm Well, it's not May 12th yet, but oh. I'm getting you one. Okay, thank yeah. you. Well, guess what? Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. You can shop by price category or browse curated gift lists ranging from for the mom who has everything to the gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted. I like when you can go by price because I can go right down to the bottom. (laughs) Get lines of something for a dollar. Sorry, baby. (laughs) Top gifts include Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid cameras, and the Samsung smart TV, The Frame. Oh, yeah. Shop now at Macy's.com slash gift finder. And happy Mother's Day, moms. This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. <laughs> Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could. You know, the moment of bliss when you spot your fries being scooped into the carton and suddenly time slows down. I have that all the time. I love their fries. Oh, yeah. yes. McDonald's fries hit different when they're free. That's another thing I'll tell you. And when they belong to your friends, there's no better feeling than thinking you're out of fries and then you discover extra fries at the bottom of your bag or else my son still hasn't finished his fries yeah. and I'm done with mine. And uh, he used to be weaker than me so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't because he's stronger than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my favorite <laughs> way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today. McDonald's, check them out sometime. They're everywhere. Hi, my name is John Mayer. And I feel accepted about being Conan O'Brien's friend. Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walking blues, climb the fence, books and pens. I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Yes, I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Well, this is very exciting, and I don't say that often. And even when I do say it, I don't mean it, Uh, like now. (laughs) But I am serious, I shouldn't say that. I am excited because um, I'm back working with an old friend slash enemy. You'd call him frenemy. A frenemy. I think he's more enemy than friend. So I'm just gonna say fenemy and just lose the R part of frenemy. Okay. You see what I mean? Yeah. I'm talking about Jordan Schlansky. If you're a fan of Conan O'Brien and all he does, and yes, I talk about myself in the third person, then you know that my nemesis is a Mr. Jordan Schlansky, uh, someone who's been working with me for many years. We've had many adventures. They're all online. People stop me all the time and say, oh my God, what's the deal with that freak? You two make me laugh. We've traveled the world together. Well, now we have a show together. uh, And if you want to hear it, uh, you can listen to it. It's the Conan and Jordan show, mm. I believe it's called. I'm just making that up on the fly, but I think that's what it's called because it's the least imaginative thing <laughs> I could think of. And that tends to be what people come up with around here. So I think it's called the Conan and Jordan show. And there are already two episodes available on the Sirius XM app. All you have to do is just search Conan. Or if you got yourself uh, some nice Sirius XM radio, you can go to my channel, Conan O'Brien Radio. Uh, It's the Conan O'Brien channel, and it's on 104. Mm. And you can check it out. If you've ever seen the two of us talk, it's really like watching two mad dogs fight each other. 
except one is a really good dog, mad dog, and the other is just uh, what? What a dog named Jordan, who's not good. <laughs> what? Anyway, Jordan, how do you think about, what do you think of my promotion so far? Yes. Well, it's good to see that you're promoting it. Uh, for the longest time, I wasn't convinced that we had a show. Uh, you know, I come into this facility and I record things and I was told that some of those things will go on a show, but I've seen no evidence. There's been no- You wouldn't see it. You'd hear it. There's been no launch party. I have not launch been, party. There's been no. I would assume when no, you we, when we, you reach a certain level of achievement, when you have your own radio show, the environment around no, you would support no. a sense of accomplishment. I, I don't. No one has congratulated me. I don't feel. <laughs> I don't feel like there's <laughs> any Jordan. I don't Jordan, know what machine Jordan, is behind. I understand. This. Yes, it's always good to understand the arc of a career. Uh huh. Really appreciate the arc of a right. career. Now Ronald Reagan had a terrific. Arc. He started out in radio, then he went uh, into movies uh, and television, and then he ended up being the leader of the free world. And then he gracefully left the stage. I've chosen a different arc. I started out in television, and I've worked my way into radio. And I've brought you with me. Back in the old TV days, when we were on network television, we were throwing parties left and right. Those days are over. There's no party for you. There's no party for me. I'm saying, how does this compare to when you got your late night show in 1993 for you? in terms of the celebration? This is like if uh, it's this is akin to you're walking down the street and you see a walnut out of its shell on the sidewalk and you pick it up and you debate it for a moment and you eat it and it tastes pretty good. That's what this should feel like to you. OK, this is finding a walnut right. out of its shell, out of its shell but you still pop it in your mouth. Jordan, I'm excited about this. You and I have a chemistry that can't be bottled. You know why? No. It would be a terrible product. <laughs> but I'm excited about it because I think these are gonna, I've listened to the two shows. They're very funny. And I'm excited for people to hear these. I've not heard the shows because uh, I don't have a serious subscription. Why not? Uh, I haven't been given a subscription. What I, do you mean you I haven't, haven't been, been formally engaged. Oh, this is the problem. I haven't been engaged this, by Sirius. That's why is, I'm not convinced I have a show. Is, this is the problem. This is the problem. Am I supposed Listen. to sign a contract of some sort? This is because the problem. Because no one has reached out to me. Please. I got your ex a long time ago, and I just keep reprinting it. Let me tell you something. For you to say you don't have Sirius because you haven't been given it is so indicative of you and your generation. Isn't that a reasonable expectation no. that there would be some kind of subscription given so I can hear my own work? No. I'm not I, I'm not aware when new episodes even come out. I don't I don't have any information. You know more than I do about this show. I've not heard any of it. Okay. I don't first of all, I don't think it's important that you hear the show or appreciate the when show. When does it come on? Like how often is it on? Go on the Sirius XM app. I can't go on the app because I don't have a login. Oh, because nobody gave you one. Hey, let me ask you, how far do you think Wait, you'd get by? Am I supposed and, to join it? up on hey, my own? And you know the rule. When yes. I raise my hand, it means I speak. No, I don't oh. know the rule. I just made it up. Um, <laughs> how do you think this would go over in Dickensian London if you walked around and I said, hey there, little boy, have you had any food? No, sir, I haven't. For no one has given me any. That's not how it works. You have to go to the factory. What is Dickensian London? How many people know what that reference is? Dickens, Who are you London, catering? London of the 19th century. Who knows this reference? Well, Who is your target demographic that a, you're talking about, Dickensian in London? I have charts here that Sirius yeah. gave me, and it said our core demographic are people that studied the works of Charles Dickens between 1870 and 1885. That's yeah. our core demographic. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. I'm reading. This is a course selection for Amherst College. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had the wrong piece of paper. 
My point is, I think we have a wonderful show. Okay. I don't care if you hear it or not. And no, I'm not getting you an SXM subscription. Okay. Because you say you work for me, but I don't see any evidence that you do. Hmm. And yet still, you do get money from me, do you not? There is some compensation. Okay. Listen to me. I uh, I was on uh, vacation traveling for the holidays and I was in a rental car and there was Sirius. So I, I tuned to Channel 104 in the hopes that maybe I'll, I know the show has been out for a couple of months, apparently, even though I've heard really no chatter. I've tuned to the channel looking for it and I see nothing. I see this show, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, over and over again. Look, obviously, this is the flagship show of this empire that you've created. Okay. Mm -hmm. I understand. One need only look around the room and we see the uh, creme de la creme of the serious (laughs) brass uh, top men, as uh, they say in Raiders of the Lost Ark, which Matt Gorley would have appreciated if he was here. Uh, He couldn't be here. Yeah, this is not So obviously, this is the flagship property. I understand that and I respect that. And I'm a big fan of all your respective work. Uh, everyone in this room and Mr. Gorley as well. I'm just curious, how does my show, ra- obviously, if there's a ranking system, this is number one. Well, we'd have to, we'd, you know, we'd, have, many, to ask, we'd have to ask someone who In levels works of in, importance, I'm talking about. Uh, Mr. Cruz, do you want to yeah. just, uh, Mr. Gruz is here, yes. and uh, he is a very important person in the Sirius XM hierarchy. Mr. Cruz, tell us, uh, answer some of his questions, would you please? It's it's very important. I guess the question is, do you expect it to be running on a loop 24-7 on the channel? Yeah, what kind of expectation is that? Oh, I don't get it. I don't understand. I went to the game preserve and I didn't see the Grizzly right away. Right. You have to wait for the Grizzly. I waited for it. I waited for it for a long period of time. For how long? What I'm saying so is- you're on vacation is, and yes. you told your, pa- your wife and your children, hey, go fucking get lost. I have to sit in this rental car and wait to hear my own voice? Is that what you did? I thought to myself, finally, since I haven't been given a subscription, I have the opportunity to hear this work that I've been doing for the past few months, and all I keep hearing is this show. And what my question is, is there any show less important than mine in this uh, empire you've created? Yeah. Yes. Yes, there is. We have a channel where Sona just reads the local weather in Venezuela. Oh, that's really popular, actually. Yeah. No, oh, it's no, been no. doing it's, well. It's, it's been doing really, really every, well. Every yeah. time I turn on Sirius 104, that's what I hear. Yeah, because it's really a, a very yeah, popular it's, show. It's her saying, muy caliente, <laughs> muy caliente. It's all the Spanish I know. Um, the show is kind of a little bit of what you're hearing. It's uh, Jordan and I discussing well, various uh, philosophies, ideologies. Uh, we take some calls. Uh, we debate the great issues of the day, but more often than not, we debate your stupid pronunciation mm. of various words. Um, it's, I guess, your attempt to show that you have some kind of superiority over the rest of us, but um, you just bend words in a way that no one's ever heard. I have to say, I've laughed very hard working on these shows mm. with you. It makes me, if you really want to hear me laugh uh, really from the belly, mm. then you want to check out these Conan and Jordan shows. And as I said, you can go on the SiriusXM app and just search Conan, or uh, you can check us out on uh, You think Sirius if you XM. go on the SiriusXM app and you search Conan that you'll get to my show? And then you'll be offered, I guess, a menu of choices. And yes. uh, the Conan and Jordan show will be in there. Mr. Gruce is approaching again. There are about eight, nine, ten different options, different shows that you can listen to, searching Conan. and A, the cornuc- Con- a cornucopia, a lazy yeah. Susan of select deli meats. If you go to the SiriusXM app and you search Jordan, will, I, will the show come up? Uh, Michael Jordan will come up. Oh. I see. Yeah. Yes, yes, it will. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, is That's he great. right? That's you great. just punch in Jordan. So, um, Am I a radio host? I can I tell people I'm a radio host? The best you can do is say you're employed. Right. <laughs> I think for you, that's a big deal. But I mean, I have a show on the radio. 
You do. You okay. do a show on the radio. You're a co-host. Mm. You're a uh, junior host, a lieutenant host to an admiral host. Oh, boy. Okay. I, I'm not qualified. Uh, I'm not media trained. Me. Do you understand? You, oh, I, I'm, I I'm not a smoothie. You know, oh, like when you listen to like Matt Gorley talk, he's very smooth. Yes. He's got some training. He's he, oily. He always sticks the landing, you know, like he'll go off on something and you're like, where's this going to land? And it just lands perfectly. You oh, know, I'm sorry. Which Matt Gorley are you listening to? <laughs> what I'm not saying the one is I'm listening to. <laughs> I don't know what our show's about. I don't know what uh, the future shows will be about. I don't even know what the past shows are about. Again, I haven't heard the shows. We come in here and I talk, I guess. Yeah. But uh, yeah. we have a guy, Frank Smiley, who calls me like, you know, five minutes before I come in and he says, what's going on in your life? And nothing goes on in my life. So I really never have an answer. I said, well, I've been eating breakfast cereal. And then I guess we talk about breakfast cereal. Um, You're a great spokesperson for this show. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let me tell you something, Jordan. I think it's a very funny show. Yes. I think it's uh, one of the funnier things we're doing mm. on uh, uh, in the Conan Empire. People love our confrontations mm. and our discussions. And uh, I think Mr. Smiley's done a wonderful job with this program. I would steer people towards this show mm. if they wanted they wanted to really enjoy themselves. And you have a following, mm. believe it or not. I know you cashed in on it during COVID. You went on Cameo and you made That's tens right. of yes. dollars. Mm. And um, uh, why you shot it in your bathroom, I'll never know. But that tends to be what people do. Uh, you and James Vanderbeek. So my question is, what is it you're lacking in life? You're working with Conan. You have a show, the Conan and Jordan show, Sirius XM. It's on the app. Just yes. search for Conan, 104 Sirius XM. Or more direct route. If you search for Jordan, you get right to the show. If you search for Conan, you get the other properties. That's true. I have, clog up the Sirius channel 104. Well, you're, it's true. I have um, such a wide spectrum of works that I've done, and you just have that one thing. Is the show doing well? Does anyone have like huge. metrics? It's huge. Data of some sort? It's doing, yeah, look, it's doing Mr. Well. here comes Mr. Oh, Cruz. It's doing great. You can also check out clips on YouTube. So oh. a lot of different avenues. Yeah. Yes. So I don't know what you're bitching about. Instead of next time when you take a family vacation, um, instead of throwing everyone out of the rental car, your wife, your two young children, and saying, uh, take a walk, go shit in the woods for all I care. I've got to scan Sirius 104 and listen for my voice. Just go on the app. Okay. Mm -hmm. Save yourself a little time. Yeah. I, I don't have access to the app again. Yeah. Reach into your pocket and yeah. some of the money that I pay you, use a little bit of that. Is there any discount? Do I get, is there a promotional code of some sort? Do There's I actually get? a markup for you. Oh, <laughs> There's a markup because you're really irritating me right now. Okay. Anyway, check it out. The Conan and Jordan show. I promise you, and I can't promise much, but it is really funny. It really makes us laugh. So look, we've had some fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we've, now, Sona, would you agree that we've had a good time? We had so much fun in this intro. Okay, but let me tell you something. Yeah. I think uh, it's time to move on to the next level. But I want to keep talking about this. No, no, no. Okay. You, you, uh, you can't be trusted to keep jabbering as you do. Okay. Uh, because we have things to do. We've got, this is a great man we're talking to. My guest yeah. today is a seven-time Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter. Seven Grammys. That's six more than me. <laughs> Oh, wait, I'm sorry, seven more than me. Yes, yeah. Because I don't have accurate. any. Anyway, now yeah. he's launched an exclusive year-round channel on Sirius XM Life with John Mayer. It can be found on Sirius XM Channel 14. Wow, he's on 14. I'm on 279. <laughs> <laughs> That's what seven Grammys gets you. Uh, no, no, I'm on uh, I'm on 104. I'm very happy there. Anyway, yeah. Life with John Mayer can be found on Sirius XM Channel 14 as well as in the Sirius app. Thrilled he's here today. John Mayer, welcome. 
I don't want to do the thing where someone says like, you never invite me over, Dave. You know, right. But but I have waited to be on this podcast. I've waited for you to ask me to be on the podcast for a long time. Not angrily, but that's all to say I'm excited to finally be here. I just want to yeah. say that everyone in this room has been here when they repeatedly come in and say, what about John Mayer? And I say, absolutely not. I'm not having it. Yeah. I'm not a fan of this guitar fellow. Yeah, not that's a fan. That's what I always say. <laughs> not a fan. <laughs> I'm thrilled you're here. I am. Uh, thank you. And my thank acting assumption is that people don't want to do it. So I'm very happy to have you. So let's clear the air on that and also clear the air on which of us is the better musician. Oh. Because that's a running debate. No, it's not. No, nobody's oh. debating that. Oh, I'm thinking of a different debate. Yeah. I'm thinking <laughs> of the famous Lincoln-Douglas debate, <laughs> which is, I'm sorry, I completely forgot because you're a virtuoso. Thank you. Oh, you, you, you play from the heart. You play with love. <laughs> no, that's, that's the way to put that's it. That's you have a good personality. <laughs> well, no, when it comes to playing the guitar. I have, I play, uh, I play. <laughs> you play with great intention. I play with. <laughs> you play with your hands. <laughs> no, you do. You do. You know. you know what's really funny is, I've always, uh, I've, I've struggled it throughout my life to, to play the guitar, and one of my go-to songs was always Bob Dylan's "Buckets of Rain." I just, I love that song, and I like to play it, and I like to sing it, and I always started to think, you know, I. I think I play this one pretty well. And then there was a benefit. I don't know if you remember this. I do remember. But it might have, I don't know if it was like eight years or so yep. ago. And you're on the benefit too. And I do my thing. And then you come out and I have no idea you're going to do this. And you start to say, I'm going to play a Dylan tune. And you play Buckets of Rain. I the, yeah, I remember the, the. And I went home and I destroyed my guitars. <laughs> and then I fed my hands into a wood chipper. <laughs> It was. It made such a mockery of the one song I thought I could really play with, like feeling, and I, I was like, oh, and it's that thing. I'm not even Salieri looking at Mozart in this. I'm, I'm a chamber pot looking at Salieri, who's looking at Mozart. You know, it, it, it didn't make you want to go home and get it more under your hands. No, you just, it, it discouraged. I, I just you. understood that I am an ape who's on this earth for so much time, and there's no amount of time left where this ape is going to learn that. Do you know what I mean? I just understand. I, I feel that way about so many things. I, I tried stand-up comedy and I did the same thing. I go, why would I want to be the 33,000th best at something when I could devote my, all my energies to be, you know, in the top. Right, right. The, in the conversation of the top something. But I always, uh, well, I don't know. I guess I feel like they're different. Maybe the grass is always greener, but I... I, I just, and I've heard you in interviews sort of talk about like, yeah, I made a decision. I think you say you saw Michael J. Fox in Back yeah. to the Future and you were like, okay, I'm, I guess I'll learn to do that. And I think, no, that's not how it happens. That is not you. <laughs> there's something, no, in something you, else was there. There's something in you clearly that uh, isn't in other people. And so it was in a way it relaxed me because I thought, no, I, I play the guitar because I find it kind of calming for myself and I try not to inflict it on too many other people. But um, no, I did not watch you and say, well, I better really get at it now. Okay, so I have a story about the time I was relaxed the way you just explained it. I was at a restaurant one night. I was at Craig's, not to brag. I was at Craig's. And you got into Craig's? I got into Craig's. <laughs> I keep trying. I it's like Craig's. you on this podcast. It just couldn't. <laughs> they were like, absolutely not. But anyway, go ahead. And Jeff Beck was in the room. Oh, Jesus. And yeah. I was relaxed 
it's so funny to hear you say that. I went, oh, I don't have to think about how I play the guitar because the best is in the room. So and it's not me. In your mind, it was, it's, it's. I it's was comforted. I could finally quiet down this noise in my head I didn't know was there, which is the best in the room is sitting over there. And it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to maybe be me. Can I ask you a question, which is when did this sighting happen? I know Jeff Beck passed not too long ago. No, but it was wasn't it, that long. It was probably 2018 or something. See, this is something, I think some of this comes a little bit with getting a little older. You're still, in my book, an incredibly young person, but I think some of this came to me later. Meaning some I had the ability to say, yeah, that person's just so amazing and I'm not going to worry about it. Oh, ha I have that now. I think that, I don't know that I had that in my 20s. I was so, you know, teens and 20s. I yeah. was so hungry. I was too. And then there's this nice thing that comes later on uh, you know, people malign getting old and we have this whole culture that says, you know, you, oh my God, that's terrible. And I'm, especially in comedy that, you know, I've turned 60 this year and I, you know, I'm starting to get in my head a little bit about it. And then I thought, oh no, I don't know. I do what I can. And right. there are so many people that are so great. And I'm excited when I see how great young, young people are. And they're, when I'm around like a Martin Short, I relax because I go, okay, yeah, yeah. that's Martin Short. I'm no Martin Short. That's Martin Short. I have that when I go to Hollywood parties, which I don't very often anymore, but I used to go to parties and see beautiful women and think to myself, I'd get discouraged. I'd get sad. I never even went up to them and I'd get sad. <sighs> How? And, and now- Get sad, why? Um, I'd get sad because I'd be so desirous of their <laughs> approval. Oh. And their attention, I would just, I remember being so young, I'd want to leave. I don't even know what my expectation was, but it was right. to leave walking on air or something. It's to so have funny. everybody just, just sort of knight me or something at the party. And now I walk in and I don't mean this in any um, sort of um, self-effacing way. I go and it's, it's freeing. They don't give a shit. Right. I say this, she doesn't give a shit. It's yeah. awesome because she doesn't. And that's great. So I don't even think about it. They don't care. I have always felt sad for beautiful women because they're they don't get to be with me. Oh, <laughs> because I'm taken. You know what I mean? And I know no, that. I don't well, know. What you mean. Let me ask you a question, Matt. Let me just be really clear. Please, no. do yeah. you? They all go their whole lives and not know uh, the orgasmic beauty. Oh come on! <laughs> okay, of being with just, this spam uh, skin just, skeleton. I just have an issue with you and orgasmic beauty being in the same sentence. Oh, go and ahead. Go spam ahead. Spam skin. When's the last time you left a party? feeling a little small. Have you have you recently oh. left a party feeling a little empty because you had a conversation with people who took a little more energy out of you than they should have left you? Did, did, can you still leave a party a little wounded spiritually? Yes, you can always be in a situation, uh, it's that old horrible cliche, wherever you go, there you are, but we're always seconds away from being back in high school. Yeah, that's right. And I don't care what you've achieved or what you can do, you're seconds away from maybe feeling you misstepped or you erred or people didn't care about you or people were made assumptions about you or were rude. You're always, that can always happen. And I'm always amazed. I feel that way about audiences, which is one of the kind of magical things about comedy anyway. I don't know if it holds for music. I've always envied musicians like yourself because I feel like you can go out there and play and not be judged second to second. People aren't mm -hmm. saying like, I don't like the way he slid into the, mm. the B flat there. I, I didn't quite like that. <laughs> they do um, in Nashville. Yeah. 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 In Boston. <laughs> yeah. They're very specific hecklers. They're all, they're all musicians. <laughs> I didn't like the way you flew, slipped yeah. into the B flat. Um, but, uh, <laughs> sir, I'm still playing. Um, but uh, you're always seconds away from going out in front of people that don't care. 
possibly. And that possibility puts you on on your guard a little bit in probably a good way. But I, I feel that about any social situation is I don't, I think it's wrong to think of, I always think of like a Dean Martin as a guy that could just wander in and not care and he's smoking and everyone thinks he's the coolest guy in the room. And I've, I've, I'm the complete opposite of that person. I am too. I look up to everyone who isn't me. I sort of naturally- Even me? Anyone who, <laughs> a, a waiter, a waitress, mm -hmm. anyone who isn't me, <laughs> I somehow look up to and defer to in a weird way, emotionally defer. I'm getting better at not doing that because it leaves me really vulnerable. Right. But let, right. Me, let me also. Let me, I'm wanna... not going to say I look up to everyone who isn't me. I try. I think I'm a humble person, and I'm just saying that because if I say it enough, it'll be true. <laughs> well, how about how about how about I'm you're the guy that I'm the guy that's sad for beautiful women that don't get to be with me. By the way, <laughs> for the record, that's not what I did not say. I was sad because they didn't get to be with me. No, I said that. Okay, you I said was something. Sad. You you said something very beautiful. I, I said something. void. An unfillable <laughs> void. But if you're at a restaurant. Hey, I love that we start comparing voids. Oh. You think you got a big void? Oh, I got a big void. My void. Check this void out. My void's void been good contest. to me. Oh my, God. my void has been Why are you men lucrative. always talking about your voids? Oh, you two met your match. Yeah. Let me tell you yeah. It's incredible to have the flexibility to work in all sorts of places, whether it's taking video calls from the park or emailing large files while you're grocery shopping. Sona, this is good for you. Is it? Because you're always doing whatever work you do for me from fun locations. But I like blaming it on not having reception. I know, but you can't do that here. Working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network, which is why you should check out T-Mobile, Sona. Okay. Then you got no excuses. They're America's largest and fastest 5G network. With T-Mobile, you'll be covered in more places with the 5G speed you need for your life on the go. Plus, they also cover more highway miles with 5G than anybody else. Check it out if you don't believe me. Hey, Blay, you've got T-Mobile, right? I do. I was actually just up in the woods in Idlewild. It was fantastic for the weekend. And uh, my T-Mobile didn't miss it. My T-Mobile phone didn't miss it. You know, beat. I wouldn't think you'd need a cell phone because you speak so loudly into a microphone. <laughs> well, I had to look some stuff up. Just take Sorry. it. Just take it down. I notch. didn't know what brunch was. I can hear him. When the restaurant's open for brunch. Okay. Uh, so I used uh, my T-Mobile coverage to check out brunch. Way. That's all right. Anyway, wherever you are, you know, take it from the loudspeaking Blay. If you're on the go, you want to be in the know, you want to make the show. What? Uh, T-Mobile. Okay. That's the one for you. That was I should weird. have rhymed it with go. Anyway, yeah. find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. Fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds, according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data Q3 2023. C5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. in today, Sona, I was thinking about just how much has changed over the years. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, we were all dancing the jitterbug and the Watusi. Okay. And then you grow up now and there's mosh pits and everything's gone <laughs> cuckoo. There's this new thing called rap. I don't know what's <laughs> happening anymore. But guess what? In a world full of change, there's one thing that hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. The great taste of Miller Lite. Are you with me on oh, this? Oh, yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, and you know, another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. Yeah. I hate a filling beer. When I have a filling beer, I just want to sit down in a beanbag chair for six days, but not oh. with Miller Lite. 
So what's the best thing about the original light beer? Mm -hmm. Back in 1975, the big debate in America was what's more important, that it it's less filling Miller Lite or it tastes great. Yeah. The cool thing is when we all realized it's both. Okay. It's less filling and it tastes great. Yeah, right. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste. Only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and it's less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Conan. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Yeah. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. If most people are being honest, no one really knows what you do for work, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, especially if you're in a, what I like to call B2B. Oh, you know? what, what is that? I'll explain. Okay. That's a business doing business with other businesses. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I call it B2B. It's a little thing. It's also, uh, it's a boy band I'm working on. <laughs> anyway, fortunately, LinkedIn has a network of professionals who get what you do, and you can reach the right people who matter most to your company because they're LinkedIn. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. LinkedIn has over, this is the fun part to say, one billion members. Are you serious? Yeah. That's not that's more people than are on Earth because there are people on the moon using it in Saturn. <laughs> that's one over one billion members on its platform, including 70 million decision makers. God, I'd like to meet a decision maker. Since LinkedIn members are regularly updating their work history, you can precisely build a target audience by job title, industry, company, and more. Man, you can reach the right people for your, I'm going to say it again, B2B business with LinkedIn ads. Yeah. Gets even better because LinkedIn will give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Hmm. There you go. Just go to linkedin.com slash Team Coco to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash Team Coco. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. If you're at a restaurant yeah, yeah. and and something isn't right with the food and it's not right enough to bring it up to the to the waiter or waitress, don't you defer to them? I, I would so never. Sorry. I would never. I, I would why never. Why not? And yeah. why not? Uh, I am probably mostly I would say 80% way I was raised was just uh, the big thing was that I learned from my mother was you just don't want anyone to be upset with you. That's how that, that's just what I'm saying. Yeah. And this is we're talking about the same thing. Yeah. I, my looking up to them is related to my not wanting to that wanting them to be upset. It used to be I need you to love me. And now it's I don't want you to hate me. Right. I'm, I'm so I'm getting better. I'm getting there. And, and I don't I want to ask a question. And it's a, it's not a rhetorical question and it's not a criticism. Why do you think it is the largest community of people who have hurt my feelings at parties over the years mm -hmm. have been related to SNL? Oh, is that Ooh. true? Yeah. Okay. W what is it, it about the SNL experience? And I'm being very open-minded about it because it, yeah. it's, it can't be this sort of ad hoc thing where everyone at SNL is just a little pathological. What goes on at SNL? Is it the fraternity that when you do see someone from SNL at a party... I okay. So, do you know I'm talking. First well, of all, no, do you know what I'm all, I want to go into a little bit of. I want to do a little bit of forensics before I proceed, uh, which is how uh, most comedians talk. Uh, <laughs> 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 Make sure you're fully anesthetized. You don't have to name names, but are you talking about performers? Both. 
And writers. No, not not writers as much. Perform let's just say performers. Okay. Right? I don't want to get too specific. And it's not evil. It's not pointed. It feels knee-jerk to you. It feels almost reflexive. It feels like a coldness, because I'm open. I show up open. Mm -hmm. And I show up with the weird expectation other people are gonna meet me there. Yeah. And there is this sort of pull away, this sort of if it's almost like Someone on SNL has a difficult time pretending to be interested yes. if they're not. Does that does that check out? Uh, I think I think that's a, a, a couple of things. Uh, I mean, it depends. I wouldn't make a blanket statement about like all SNL. And I don't people. mean to. I don't yeah. want to. I'm yeah. just saying because of the people who I've left going, I feel like I hyperextended and I fell in front of them or that they walked away and weren't interested. Have is that just my love of SNL? Uh, well, possibly. I think there is something in comedy and, and, and maybe it's particular to SNL because it's, you know, it's a two way street here. First of all, is this wouldn't happen to you if you didn't put maybe SNL on a pedestal. I think so. I think that's so, part so, of it. so part of the problem is maybe you putting uh, other people on a pedestal. That's where I've been uh, sometimes hurt before. There is a thing um, which is too, there's a too cool for school philosophy that can thrive at SNL. I've known uh, obviously wonderful, great people there. One of the things I think that makes SNL actually really good uh, or has helped it endure all these years is that there's a limited amount of real estate to get stuff on the show. You think about it, it's really dictated by it's a live show. Mm -hmm. So there's only so much physical real estate in Studio 8H mm -hmm. and they can only get so much show on every week and there is a competition to get your sketch on. And so at the end of the day, you're competing with other people in the room. Now, that's just the way the show is set up. I saw a, love, a lot of lovely collaboration when I was there. And uh, you can also see a very you know, competitive, someone giving you, uh, putting their shoulder into yours like it's hockey. Mm -hmm. And you think, Jesus, what's this? Uh, so SNL is a very specific environment. Uh, and I think, it's possible there's a kind of maybe toughness there that it can I, breed. I, Does that make I, sense I, yes. to you? I wondered if it was because they're so deep in the trenches together that if you're not someone they recognize from the trenches, you can kind of feel it. If, Like to your point, if they weren't huddled together in 8-H having this experience that is so bonding with the people who are either writing for the show weekly or like friend of show, mm -hmm. that or I represent something kind of anti-comedy because... I'm the tall musician guy or something. I can't quite figure it out, but I hope this is more interesting than it feels like an indictment or me talking shit No, no, shit no, it's not it. an indictment of I'm SNL. Curious. It's an, it's like, this is an experience that you've had where you've felt like you've encountered comedians and that's a tough place. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's not always the most comfortable terrarium. And anyone who worked at SNL would tell you that. So I would contrast it, say, with, there are other shows I've worked on, like The Simpsons, where the only way the show gets done is if everybody works together. Mm -hmm. And so if, if this room right now is a Simpsons writing room, I'd be praying if we were stuck on a line for Marge, I would be praying that you came up with it or Matt or Sona or Edward. I'd be like thinking, oh my God, someone get it because then we can go home. Right. And that wasn't always the way at SNL because it was SNL felt more like I joined the Marines. And it was really scary and I got yelled at and I had to do push-ups. This would check out. You know, and then, but I say that with a huge caveat because I've heard, I've talked about SNL before and I think sometimes it's been misrepresented. I loved that job. 
and that job changed my life. And I learned a shit ton there and I wouldn't change a thing. So at the same yeah, time, it's, so yeah. it's both. Yeah. It's and, both. And mark the out point where we would edit this because I, <laughs> I don't, I, sometimes my curiosity. Hey, you're making my job easier. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes my curiosity sounds like this very kind of shrouded criticism I, of something, but it's but really me going, else? What, what is but it? But can I say something else of that is... I, I'm, on, I'm on Conan's podcast, no, no. and he asked me if he could say something else. Yeah. <laughs> Permission granted, Conan. I'm sorry. I just remembered you playing Buckets of Rain, and I... <laughs> my penis went up inside my lungs. <laughs> which is quite a void, by the way. Oh, yes. no, you, had a, you had a penile embolism. Yeah, happens. I did. My doctor's like, what's this doing in here? And my penis is like, there's so much oxygen. This is fantastic. Oh, my God. But, uh, okay, I'm going to tell you, I have had the exact same, and I'm, I'm not a big believer in naming names, but there are certain comedians who are my generation or uh, maybe a little older than me, just a little bit older, but certain comedians that come from stand-up specifically who I've met over the years, and they have left me feeling that way. Yeah, not left... broken, no, not, not destroyed, but, huh, okay. I, you, you know when you have an interaction with somebody and you leave and you just have, your body knows before your mind does. That's, so yes. I leave the interaction and I feel like when you, sometimes you bump in, and this is just not talking about famous people talking to famous people, blah, blah, blah. This is about talking to other human beings. Sometimes you bump into someone and you leave and you feel yeah. like you've been nourished. Mm -hmm. You just have this nice feeling and you just feel lifted. And I'm only, I'm mentioning a name right now because I just randomly ran into him the other day, but I saw, it was in a restaurant and I'm walking out and Tom Hanks is there. And anytime I bump into that guy, I leave with this tingly, yeah. He does something He's Santa Claus. that makes me feel like, I, you know, that old way of like, yeah, I, he actually, and he gave me a candy cane, yes. <laughs> which I found creepy, by the way. Uh, he tried to lure me to his van. No, but, um, you know, he was there with Rita and I just I just felt I left and I felt like it wasn't like, a, oh, my God, that was Tom Hanks because I've you know worked with him and done a bunch of things with him over the years and interviewed him. It was more just that he was so funny and he I could see like he saw me as a person mm -hmm. and we had this nice moment and I left and I he made me feel better and he does that for everybody he does that for the person who's changing the oil in his car yes. as if he goes I, himself <laughs> I've uh, seen it I mean I've seen him do yeah, it it's, and it's so, a magic you thing. know and people talk about that but he's he's you know really beautiful that way but these people I'm talking about these other people who will go unnamed have just I've had interactions with them and when I leave I always feel like they've just taken I just there's a, like a little bit of shit on their finger and they put it on my for like oh, smeared it on my that's forehead. So specific. Yeah, and you know what? Just well, and also I realized later on they did do that. Conan. These are very specific people who put they put their hand their finger up their ass and then they anoint you. Conan. They do it. Like you Ash Wednesday. You know it's, it's true. It's like Ash Wednesday, but with shit. You may not be able to play the guitar like you want to, but you are a born lyricist. Uh, that's why we're gonna write a song. A born, oh, oh, shit yeah. finger Joe. <laughs> is going to be. All I know is that it's in E. Um, but uh, but <laughs> Shitfinger no, Jones. So Have you funny. heard the Decca box set of Shitfinger Jones? <laughs> oh, some of the deep cuts oh are fantastic. He has a urine phase, which oh. is not good. But I, it's acoustic. But... Well, he went, yeah, that's when he went to Austria. <laughs> And a, and, it was and like his was, Bowie thing. It was the 70s. He couldn't get arrested in the States. He ended up in Austria under the Alligator Records imprint. 
<laughs> but all I'm saying is that there is always. By the way, by the way real yeah, quickly, yeah, yeah. it is such a great metaphor for someone who has a great thing going with shit finger Jones and then one day goes, what about piss? Yeah. <laughs> and then everybody goes, we don't like the piss thing. We yeah. like to use the shit thing, which we is tried. a metaphor. We tried. We have tapes. We can play for you. It didn't work. We tried piss. The, it label, didn't work. the label came to him yeah. and said, yeah. It's all about piss now. Yeah. <laughs> when you put urine on someone, they don't always know that it was urine. It's a backwards move. You feel like move. sweat. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's going back. Yeah. It's and, going back. It's regressive. And that is TikTok. But exactly. In a world of shit, I'm being sold piss. But, but um, there's your lyric right there. Just cut me in for 1%. But John, but John, seriously, seriously, like I have, that is the exact feeling I've had with these people and may have again, yeah, yeah. where there's like a little bit of a condescent. And I feel like I extended myself and tried to be, hey, the puppy dog and then left and I'm driving home and I just feel a little small, like, just a little yeah, deflated, a little yeah. two dimensional. And I think that's, uh, that's everybody. So that's here's everybody. what I think it comes down to. Certain people are nourishers and uh, uh, certain people can give energy and other people defend their energy. Mm. And I think I'm a nourisher. I want to, I want to show up with another person who's going to meet in the middle. And we're going to give, 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 give. If you're not that way. And I shouldn't expect everyone to be that way. I know that I'm not rare, but it's not everybody who thinks like I think, which is, wow, how can I give to this experience? How can I, like I'm saying, looking up to people who aren't me, wanting to give to people who aren't me. Other people who can do that with you, it's the greatest jam out in the world. But not everyone has that. Other people survive by way of preserving what energy they have, not right. giving it in hopes the other person's going to give it back. And I think that's the polarity issue right. with comics, and we don't have to name anyone. It's also sometimes musicians, but musicians are more of a closed loop in what makes them happy and where their validity comes from, their validation comes from. So if a giver is talking to someone who's a defender, yeah. then it, that's when the giver leaves going, oh. but I don't think the defender leaves going, was I a little cold? Mm. No, I think, you know? no, no, they don't, they're not concerned about it. And there are people, and I'm again, we're not, we're talking about a very specific thing, comedy, show business. But they're just people out in the world where my best analogy is the sixth sense. I'm around these people, and before I even see them, I can see my breath suddenly. <laughs> I couldn't see my breath before, but now I can see my breath. And then I turn around, and that person is standing right there, you know? So let and, me ask you this question. Knowing that, if yep. you can predict that, especially with certain people, will you give less as a self-protection method? Yes. Yeah. I will not only give less, but I will also say life's too short. I don't think I'll go to that party. Mm -hmm. I think I choose not to interact mm -hmm. with. I mean, we're all, we're talking about Pat Sajak. Uh, let's let's, let's just put it, on the, it table. on the table. But, uh, but I've learned with certain people. I mean, he they... literally put shit on my forehead. Yeah. He was the first and guy you can it. see it on the wheel. You can see it on the wheel. You can it see it on the wheel. wheel. It's how they mark the wheel. It's how you cheat. It's how you cheat it's the wheel of fortune. Cheat, is you he put always small... puts it. He had the, there's a little bit of shit like, right near the. It's like marking cards. Yes. No, seriously, look at Wheel of Fortune closely. You'll see a little bit of shit. It goes like this. Tick, 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 I saw a piece of corn fly off the wheel once. I swear to God. And they cut to say Jack, and he was eating corn on the cob. He was. And he said, chomp, chomp, we got a real good show for you today. Who the fuck eats corn on the cob? On television. On television. Yeah. While he's hosting a yeah. game show. Oh, God.
Anyway, he'll get his. You'll get yours, Sajak. <laughs> oh, man. Sajak is somewhere. Someone's telling him, Conan really outed you on the show for shitting onto your hand and rubbing it on the wheel. Or, or he goes out to go to the supermarket and yep. everyone's yelling at him, Corn Man. Hey, Corn Man. And he doesn't know why. Hey, corn Man. Shit on the wheel hey, lately. Or he goes, they found me yes, out. Yes, yes. That's know. what he does. Somewhere at Sajak's like, no, how does he know? <laughs> Shit on the wheel lately, by uh, the way. Went anyway. very unnoticed in that back and forth. But those are the things where, <laughs> those are the things where, okay, so we've been talking a lot about comedy and my curiosity is I always, for me, music is the other. It's the, it's the thing that I don't understand, put up on a pedestal. I've always said, if I could make my living legitimately uh, in a rockabilly band, singing and playing rockabilly music, you would never see me in comedy again because it would just make me so happy. Mm. That's uh, an illusion because it wouldn't. I'd say, how come no one's laughing? Right. Well, they would be laughing, actually. Uh, <laughs> I'm playing Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> by Johnny Horton. How is this not killing? Why aren't they howling Why aren't right they now? Howling? Don't they know this is a real Gretsch 6120 from 1959? <laughs> It's got the cattle brand on it. I've got a harmonic um, tremolo on. But no, I've always thought, I've always put what you do as the other. And so then I think, I think what we all do is we tend to think, my thought is, okay, I'm here in comedy and I'm always living like, second to second, and if something goes wrong, I've got to quickly figure out how to fix it, and it could all fall apart any second. But if I could play guitar and sing and write songs like John Mayer, I'd be bulletproof. And yet I talk to you, and you don't feel that way at all. Well, I don't feel bulletproof, but for different reasons. It's, I, I've always, I always tend to have a different version of the same problem everyone else has. I worry the entire time I'm playing on stage, but I don't worry about whether I'm good enough to make it happen. That that's set for me, right? It just happens to be set. What I worry about is am I playing the song anybody wants to hear right now? Is there another song oh. I should be playing other than this one? So I have the fear they're going to walk out and go to the bathroom. Not because they don't like me, but because I'm not playing what they want to hear. Right, right. And it's the blessing and the curse of having 8 9 albums and so many songs being so different. And I also don't love playing the hits. Sometimes what makes a hit lacks a little bit of song fabric that you can work with every single night. Right. And if I don't play something that I'm, well, it goes both ways, right? If, I, if I'm playing Daughters, if I'm playing Waiting on the World to Change, I will say to myself, oh, they don't want to hear this. This is all played out. This is, this is just a hit song that used to be on the radio. No one cares anymore. I should be playing something a little deeper, something a little more texture. Then I play that. And in the middle of playing that, I go, they're going to walk out. They, they came here. They got babysitters. They want to hear the songs that made me famous. So I can't ever, as I'm playing find that happy place where I'm like, they're fine. They're, don't you think it comes down to like, they're fine out there. They can handle themselves. Right. They're okay. Don't worry. If, if, they, if the audience yes. could tell you one thing, it would be, we're fine. Also, Have fun. It took me a while to learn this, but there's something about a, a group think audiences as a group are highly intelligent. It's, a, it's one organism. Like when you get that many people together and they smell things and if they, if they sense, and one of the things in, and it may be true in music too, but in comedy, they're just, a lot of times they're looking for confidence. Do you have the confidence to, are you worthy of our time? Mm -hmm. Do you know what you're doing and can you lead with authority? In music, and, it's, are you having a good time doing this? Yeah, and and in comedy too. Yeah, yeah. they would it, hate to know. If I, if I got on stage and said to the crowd, it's so good to see you because I have a really bad headache. 
Oof. And then I went oh. and played the show. They right. would they would probably develop like you know sympathetic pain in yes. there, or they'd go, oh, he has a headache. Well, for years on the sh- on the for the whatever twenty eight thirty years of doing late night television, I always my heart would sink when a guest would come out and they're doing okay, and then they'd say, ah, these stories suck in front of the audience. Yes. And the audience, I, I would always say afterwards. I mean, I wouldn't lecture them. They would, they right because that that was that sounds stupid. But I'd be thinking to myself, the audience was okay until you. I my job is to let the audience know that this is just exactly the interview I wanted, mm-hmm. whether it is or it isn't. Mm-hmm. But the minute you turn to them and say, "You just bought a lemon of a car," yes, that Datsun I just yes. sold you sucks. Yes, I know there's not. You are the spiritual leader of them. Yeah, that's why if you break a guitar string. Most people in the audience don't know how insignificant breaking guitar string is. They think you might have broken the instrument. Right. And if you go, ah, then they go, ah. yeah. if you play right through it, they don't even notice after that. I, to, I, I never apologize. For, I've seen artists apologize on stage and I've told them myself, never apologize from the stage. Right. I'm sorry, <clears throat> I have a cough, cold tonight. You're I not go, getting my best show. D- never ever say- No, 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 you have to, you have to, I mean, this this is all very elemental stuff, but it's so fascinating to me that I love that it's true in comedy, it's true in music, it's probably true in business. It's probably, I mean, it's very, uh, I, I think uh, cult leaders don't say, I'm sorry, that thing I said last week <laughs> about, you know, I have, an angel is gonna come and he's gonna be wearing goggles. It's not, it's not goggles. I misheard the angel. <laughs> The angel will be adept at Google, is what I meant. You know, uh, yeah. You just—it's—it's it's authority. You're—you're, and—and you know, sadly, I think it works in politics too, where someone who you think is a complete idiot, if they say things with great authority over and over and over again, and I'm not naming names, yeah. but I think we're—we know that we're all talking about Gerald Ford. Um, <laughs> well, listen, I've said before. <laughs> If, You're not a Ford guy either. If, Good, because we got to take him down. If 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 Donald Trump weren't saying the things he was saying, right, and was saying things, let's say that were benign, mm-hmm. he would have a lovely speaking voice. Yeah, he could have he could have narrated Royal Tenenbaums. I and it would and, no. it, and it would be great. <laughs> someone know. someone someone can use AI. I'm sure a fastidious fan of yours will use AI and have Donald Trump narrate, Royal and it wouldn't Tenenbaums. be terrible. Wouldn't be terrible is my benchmark. Uh, <laughs> she just described. That's our no- <laughs> that's our best review. Um, no, it's funny because a couple of weeks ago I had the honor of very recently of going to 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 talk to President Biden, and I'm a huge presidential uh, history buff, and, and and he was lovely to me, and we had a very nice conversation that wasn't really that political uh, at all. Um, one of the things I noticed is that he speaks quietly but he's what he's saying is is uh you know was great he was he was a terrific it was a terrific conversation and um he has a quieter speaking voice as opposed to say a trump who can say crazy things like uh you know uh, aardvarks should mate with zebras and if he, <laughs> right. he says it loudly right. and right. everyone goes that's right. a leader right and i think to myself he just said aardvarks should mate with another species. I, I like I'm when not... he reads from the teleprompter and reacts to the teleprompter mm-hmm. as he's speaking. <laughs> and aardvarks should be mating with zebras. And they should be mating. They should be... He's sort of reading for the first time. And you can you can always feel the binary of when he's going, oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, they should be. Oh, he's reacting. It's a good one. And, and they should be. They should be they mating. Should be. And then he goes back and he's reading and he's reading. And they should. And they should. And they should. And he goes back. I just love the moment he realizes what he's reading. Yeah. And reacts to it in real time. It'd be funny if they just, if they just put a recipe in there and he 
was just so he's talking about like, and we're gonna do this about right. the border. And another thing, if you're making buttermilk biscuits, a quarter at, at high have, altitude, one one egg only. One egg only. One egg, <laughs> you know, only takes one egg. Takes one egg. <laughs> but I like he's going like just one egg, you know, because it's a higher altitude. It's a higher altitude. So and it, then he goes back, and you can feel him go back. Yeah, yeah. But a little bit, of, a little bit of honey in with the because uh, you know it's add sweetness. It does. <laughs> add, sweetness. add sweetness to the biscuit. <laughs> But I'm realizing that it's presentation uh, is is so much of it and um, intent like what was your, you know, getting back to like comedy and and possibly music. But when you talk about worrying whether people are walking out or do people want to leave right now and and go buy a a soda or alcohol soda? Where have I been? No, they want to get a pop. I get it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, It's the Nickelodeon wards. You're just about to be slimed, and uh, kids are leaving to get it. I'm just gonna get a soda. Kids have cigarettes, but they're also drinking soda. I'm gonna have a cigarette and a, uh, a Fanta. Uh, I don't need to hear this song, but it's just it's. I think the one thing that's changed with me, and it's come with uh, age more than anything else. Probably some erosion, like experience, just yeah. a lot of abrasion and erosion, but also just time is. Um, I don't want to miss quote, but I think it was George Wallace, someone like that said, who's, you know, this great uh, stand-up community has been around forever and plays Vegas. And his attitude was, well, they got the show they got. That was the show I had tonight. And I gave them the show that I had. And I I, I think about that every now and then. They got the show I had to give them. That's what I had to give them tonight. And I gave it to them. I have a couple thoughts on that. uh, And I forgot one of them. But but there's a difference between giving a good show and having a good show. Mm Mm-hmm. You're always going to give a good show, and it would be nice if you also had a good show. Mm-hmm. It's nice when you get both. But even if you didn't have a good show, you can be sure that you gave a good show. And that brings me back to the thing I just remembered, which is I do this thing now if I start to get in my head while I'm playing, and I go, yeah, it doesn't have the spark. They're, gonna, they're, they're, they're not loving it. I go, let's do a quick checklist. Mm-hmm. Are these the songs on your albums? Are they played in the original key on the original instruments they were recorded with? Are you singing in English? Are you singing the lyrics that are germane to the song? What else do you need? Well, what you else do you need to give? And couldn't you do that when you were, is yeah. it me? Have they come to see me? Right. Are they, am I speaking English? Is am my, I telling jokes? Is my hair up? Is my uh, hair <laughs> If my hair is high, yes. that's 50% of why they if came to listing. see me. If it's listing. Yeah. If, it, if, there's a, if there's all a sag. Yeah. But, uh, but, you know, it's interesting that you bring that up because it is actually... Uh, well, a lot of people know this, but there is a very sort of more scientific type of therapy that I've experimented with in the past called cognitive therapy. And cognitive therapy is very much about your emotions. Everything is driven by thoughts. So you do a checklist. And I've just found what I liked about it was that it made so much sense because I would go into these very dark spirals. And the one of the things they teach you is get out a piece of paper, write down all your thoughts People hate me, blah, 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 blah. You, you know, uh, my career's over. Uh, you write all these things down and then you walk away for like 20 minutes and then you come back and you look at them and your job is to respond to what mm. you wrote. And if you even wait 20 minutes, everything you wrote on the left-hand column usually looks pretty silly. Mm-hmm. It look, it's, it's, it's naked. So it looks very ridiculous. It looks, so if it's you, it's you, what you would have written down is, you know, people hate me. And then you come back 20 minutes later and you're like, I just played for, you know, 50,000 people um, and they cheered. And I've been doing this for 
30 years yeah. or 25 years, whatever, and I've sold this many albums. I suck at the guitar. Well, let's take a look. Yeah, I right. opened for the Rolling Stones. That's right. No, that's right. <laughs> I played with B.B. King. Right. I played with Eric Clapton. Right. Uh, I've played with everybody. I play, you know, I'm just a popper. I am a great jazz aficionado. Right. I am, a, you know, like, and so you look at it and suddenly it all falls away and you realize how stupid our thoughts are. We're bombarded with stupid thoughts we're, we're all the really, time. We're really bad researchers. If we applied the same methodology to actual rigid scientific research that we do to our own thoughts, we would we would be looked at as the most insane people of all time. Right. Because we would nothing would compute. The measurements and the weights would make no sense. Right. And you would say, yes, there are 400 seconds to a minute. And you go, how did you figure that out? It just felt like 400 seconds or to a minute, you know? Yeah. And so we're just terrible compilers of factual information as to what's going on right. in our life. And the grand total will come out sometimes in the negative. Yes. And you'll, and the, and, and it's just the math is wrong. That doesn't well, help everything just to know the math is wrong. You have to still fix the math, but it's nice to know. And, and that's what age affords you. Yes. You skip all that stuff where you really feel the anguish and you go, well, let's fix it. Yeah. You'll be all right. Let's there's also something out. about I, I'm a uh, magical thinking, which I know is uh, there's a lot of magical thinking in my family and in my family history. And I have a lot of magical thinking and magical thinking is just what we used to do for millions of years, not millions, but, you know, 200,000 years, humans would try to explain things they couldn't understand. Yeah. Why did Grog just get hit by a lightning bolt? And so someone <laughs> else in the, grog. yeah, right. And, uh, and someone else in the cave would say, well, you know, I noticed that he, you know, he spat out his food, right. uh, a piece of his food that had gristle in it before we went out of the cave. See, right. Don't, if you spit gristle out of your mouth before you leave the cave, the gods will kill you that's with right. lightning. So rule number one, and it's just like, no, <laughs> yeah. that just and doesn't thus, work. And thus OCD was born. Yeah, and, yeah. Every, kind of, and every kind of eating disorder. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's only a matter of time until your check engine light comes on which could equal an expensive repair bill, and a new engine can cost up to $6,000. Don't I know it. But this is why you need this product I'm about to mention right now. Okay. CarShield. Mm. CarShield offers plans with low monthly rates that you can pay for your expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. It's so nice to have that protection of CarShield. I know. I believe. That's my belief. Some people have other beliefs, maybe religious beliefs. I think CarShield. CarShield plans... <laughs> Provide protection <laughs> on up to 5,000 major parts and systems, including items like transmission, mm. engine, even your entertainment system. Mm. Just call CarShield and choose the mechanic to do the work. CarShield administrators will handle the rest and save you money. Look, I saw your car today. You've got a beautiful car, but you've got to haul your family around in this yeah. car. This is a vital piece of machinery for you. You need CarShield. I do. And you know I, you know I don't take care of my cars very well. So CarShield would definitely come in. You know, and also with their A rating from the BBB, don't ask me, CarShield is the name you can trust to save you money on covered auto repairs. Now's the time to make the smart choice and protect yourself from the sky-high auto repair bills. Visit carshield.com slash Conan. Save 20% today. Again, that's carshield.com slash Conan to save 20%. Visit carshield.com slash Conan to lock in your price today. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
we all sometimes have issues or things we need to talk about, get off our chest. I have that all the time. Don't you, Sona? I do. Yeah. And we need people to talk to. And we carry around different stressors. We carry big stressors. We carry small stressors. Uh, I was raised in a culture where you're supposed to kind of bottle it up. And I've learned over time that that's not the best thing to do. If you do let things rattle around in there for a while without talking it out, it can affect your life very negatively. Well, therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. BetterHelp's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. A lot of people have a barrier towards getting therapy because they think, well, I don't know, I've got to find the person, talk to them. What if I? it's not a good match? I, then it's awkward. None of that. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Conan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Conan. I often wonder, what did my grandfather feel when he didn't feel great? What would he have used? What would your grandfather have used to describe his state? I really think. Oh, people in, didn't used to think about. I feel this weird, stuff. Annie. I feel weird. But that must have been what it was. I feel weird going for a drink. Also, I think going back to people weren't like us. They behaved. No one sat around talking about how they felt. Hardly anybody went to therapy. Freud shows up very recently uh, in our in our history, and then. It still hasn't caught on with a lot of people, uh, but nobody talked about how they felt. And when people died, they died. Mm -hmm. And when people felt grief, every, someone brought them a pie and then said, you better get out there because your fucking pigs are leaving the barn. Mm -hmm. um, there wasn't this, and I'm not saying- uh, No, there's that, a happy medium. Yeah, there's now, a happy, because I am not praising that era But I also all. think that you can spend too much time in the boiler room of what's, mm -hmm. it, you know, it is not right. a, it's not an objective world. The inside of your head- is not an objective world. Right. Visit the way you would visit the spooky basement every once in a while just to grab something out of the second fridge. Right. And bring it back <laughs> up because there are some people who only stay in the constant reportage of a very subjective world right. that can't stay the same. And so I don't know how you could lean your weight against something that's going to change every day. I don't want to say it's imaginary, but it is highly interpretive. And I think there's a, a, a boy, this sounds great, doesn't it? <laughs> Listen to me go. But, no, but there, it's good. There, there's I mean, a sweet spot between right. interpreting your feelings and getting lost in too much of an abstract world. And you have to move, go in there for a minute, tinker under the hood, fix what you need to fix, and come back up into the more work at a steel factory, um, do objective things, write well, songs, action. write comedy, make things a happen. Action, yeah. Uh, making stuff. So I can, I, can I ask you a question sorry, yeah. related? Yeah. Is the reason there are so many people here in this building sort of buzzing around with work and creativity because that's how you came up working on the TV show and no, you want to carry that same vibe? We knew you were coming and those are actors. <laughs> <laughs> Am I getting we, punked? We, yeah, this is like, have you ever seen that movie, The Sting, where they have to pretend <laughs> right. it's right. a casino, but it's a, an off-track betting place, but it's not, and they just hire a bunch of actors? So um, Ashton is in the grooming van outside. <laughs> He's watching. Well, no, uh, 
uh, I love being around a lot of people. I come from a big family, a lot of a uh, lot of siblings, and a lot of chaos. I like having people around. You've noticed, like I just love bouncing off of people. Yes, I get a perverse thrill out of them making fun of me. Um, I don't know. Yeah, and they they do. Uh, and, and you get power from making fun of them. Yes, yes, yes I grow yeah. stronger yeah, <laughs> by belittling them. <laughs> Um, if someone has an ailment, I really go to town. Where's your leg? Oh my God, Conan. Don't say that to Limpy. Um, I should learn Limpy's name, by the way. Fell asleep on a train track. Terrible. But, but, but I love having people around and I can't work in a vacuum. There are times if I have to really think about something, I need to go off and be my, by myself and I, I loathe it. But then I have to go back into this. We, we have this Keebler elf uh, tree yeah. going here. And I really love that feeling of bouncing off. I mean, I, I, you know, it's so funny because I've been uh, in comedy for so long and I can certainly talk a blue streak. But this podcast, I think what makes it the whole thing work is if I was here alone, it wouldn't happen. But I'm here with Sona and Matt and Eduardo and Blay, and I can bounce off them. They can challenge me. Uh, we can get into it. And so there's a there's a little bit of a chemistry here that really makes it's it special. It's so good that as a guest, I was wondering on the way here, like, okay, what's going to be my tactic in terms of being funny occasionally? And then, I, and then as soon as you went, I was like, oh, I don't have to worry about the, carrying the weight of any of that. Because to bounce off of you, to give you the idea... To set you up for the big joke makes me feel like I made the joke. Yeah. You know? Well, also, there's a big thing you learn in in uh, anything is just, I don't care how we get there as long as yeah. I'm happy that we get there. Like, occasionally we'll we'll go and I'll travel the podcast and these two, I don't remember your names, but I'll oh, get it. You just said it. I like know, a two I know. And I had it written on my hand, but then it <laughs> washed away. Uh, my tears as I was laughing about Limpy. Um, <laughs> tears of joy. And yet you remembered his name, which... I know. Oh, he's yeah. got one leg. He's got one leg. Okay. Yeah. I mean, come okay. on, get it together. Yeah. You don't okay. sleep on a train track. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, he didn't even hear the train. Yeah. Now he didn't hear the train. But like, our, this don't pod... sleep on the train train. <laughs> That's the problem with those acellas. You They're hear so quiet. It coming on strong. <laughs> Fell asleep on that train train. <laughs> when I woke up, I was walking all wrong. Walking all wrong. I walking love that. Walking all wrong. Oh, all night long. I was walking all wrong. With one leg strong and the other one hanging, just bopping along. I was walking along. Okay, so you've got Ballad of Limpy. A Ballad of Limpy. And what is it? Shitfinger Jones? Shitfinger Jones. Sings. No, wait a minute. You have, you have, you have half an album this already. This is what I do. This is what I do. This is where way, you should come. If I'm lucky, you guys go home tonight. Take your jacket off and you go, I was walking all wrong. And your spouse or roommate says, What's that you're singing? I like and you that. Go, Mayor started singing it and it stuck in my head. Is that the ballad of walking all wrong? So sing more. Back all wrong. And also, in your version, the leg is still there, but it's hanging on. By it's, a in my version, it's on Tunnel of Love by Bruce Springsteen. And the man in the Oh my God. Yeah. Well, it's Saturday night. I fell asleep on the tracks. <laughs> and when I woke up, I felt something different. Run up and down my back. My right leg was mostly hanging on by a thread. <laughs> I 
love this song. It's so good. <laughs> uh, that was a great contribution, I, by the way. You're gonna work. You, oh, just did. you act like I didn't elevate what John did. I elevated what John did. No, you didn't. John was singing in his yep. barely passable voice, <laughs> and then I added, <laughs> which well, I think that was like it. a 10 a.m. orgasm. I don't know what you were doing. If I could have an orgasm at 10 a.m., I'd be quite happy, sir. <laughs> Yeah, well, you're about right for me. <laughs> Someone's been looking at my iCal. <laughs> yeah, high time, 10 a.m. High time. People want to people want to go on a date. I'm like, sorry. Every day begins at 10:30 a.m. If you want to go on a date with me, you got to get your request in before 10 o'clock a.m. The new Apple Watch has a That's function right. that lets you know when John Mayer is orgasming. <laughs> And I, I didn't, I know how to turn it off. Imagine that be, a macro. Oh, like One more thing. Yeah. album, it's just on there. No, it's, I no mean, choice. first of all, you can turn it off, but you have to go in to the fucking oh, yeah. whole thing and turn it off. Yeah. So, so I'll just be walking, be 10, every morning around 10 a.m. It goes like, and I'm like. They'd say, One more thing. With Apple's new exciting jack track. You can find out when you or your loved ones are pleasuring themselves, so as to better time your amorous moments. With a new longer life battery in the Ultra 8 and Jack Track. I love the Jack Track. The, I, that's, the an, that's an app. The Jack Track. You've got two songs and an app yes. out of this relatively short that's discussion. What that's what we do. This is fantastic. Yeah. Hey, I want to make sure I mention something, which is that you have a channel. I do. Uh, which I think is uh, fantastic, which is uh, you have your own Sirius XM channel, Life with John Mayer, and it's a different approach because you're not just playing your music. Very little music. of it. It bums me out when my music comes on. It, yeah, it's based on time of day. So and I thought of this because of the Jack track. I'm not kidding. Did you really? But the, the, the riff about the Jack track got me thinking. Great. Wait a minute. I know this sounds like a forced plug, but it's not. I think you have a very cool approach to having a channel, and I'm I'm eager to check yeah. it out. But tell us what it's it is. It's called Life with John Mayer, mm -hmm. and it is not genre based as much as it's based on the time of day. Right. Because when we got into algorithms and Spotify and stuff, we kind of got trapped in this idea of telling a computer what we want to hear. And I always say it's sort of like your grandmother keeping track of what you like. Yes. And yeah. and 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 they're they're wrong a lot, you know? And I know you're pulling a jack track thing in on No, on no, no, no. But no, I wouldn't but, never. Um, but <laughs> I would never go back to something crass. But, I would never call back a crass <laughs> remark. That's but, just not me. But you know, you you go, I don't know, what do what do I want to hear? What do yeah, I want to yeah, hear? Yeah. And then you tell you know, Spotify and Spotify goes, I know what you want after this. Right. And it's the same six, seven songs. And it starts to like, for me personally, it was becoming claustrophobic. I'd be go to the gym. I go, I, I don't know. Give me George Benson. Give me the night. And it would go, got it, son. And then it, I, I would know what was coming after that. Right. And I was just getting more and more confined in, in what I was listening to. And I thought if there was a serious channel where every time you turned it on, the music was synchronized to the time of day as best as possible. Like at night, it's super mellow music. So you can have it on in the kitchen. You can, I, and I do, it's great. In the morning, it's like drive time music, you know? Cause when you wake up in the morning, you don't want it. It's not, it's not, uh, you know, it's not Tom Waits time no. in the morning. It's okay to hear, you know, since you've been gone. And you, yeah. might, you might not play that. You might not think to tell Spotify to play that, but when it comes on it, seven in the morning and you're in traffic it's like right on right on right. it's great it's like a cup of coffee you know what's and then... programmed at 10 a.m <laughs> dead air <laughs> i'll be back in seven minutes we're gonna take a quick break for between uh, seven and eleven minutes 
We're going to let dead air speak for itself. I'll be right back, slightly out of breath, and ready to play you some Pearl Jam. I'll be right back after I find that. Sports Illustrated with Kathy Ireland from 1992. It's Throwback Tuesday. It's Throwback Tuesday, so that would be Kathy Ireland it's Sports gonna Illustrated. Be, we're going to be, oh, that's so funny. It's Throwback Tuesday. Then you Tuesday. hear me opening a safe. <laughs> I like the idea. Your hardcore porn is strewn out and about throughout the house. First of all, it's Kathy not Island online. It's up. not online. It's in a safe. You put on white cotton gloves. Yeah. Uh, which is <laughs> in itself a weird yeah, obstacle. And then three to the right. And then <laughs> Ah, like, hello, Miss Ireland. It's like <laughs> you got you got the blue booties on. Hyperbaric yeah. room. It's like the curation room of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, <laughs> no fluorescent lighting. I love the burglars that come to my house and bust open the bust safe. Open the they take the safe out of the wall and then they get it no, back to where their lair and they crack it open. Or, like, what the hell is this? They follow you home and hold you at gunpoint to open the safe, and you finally open it up, and club magazines come cascading out. <laughs> <laughs> These are all very attractive women from the late 80s and early 90s. This is a printout of Samantha Fox. <laughs> Half of these are articles. <laughs> the best VCRs of 1988? <laughs> you, you actually printed the article on most poisonous snakes? <laughs> There's always one article. The deadliest snakes. And every now and then I'm getting aroused by that. <laughs> wow, that An interview with the that... John 316 guy from the baseball games. <laughs> Where's Conan? Someone mentioned Egyptian asp. And he just, he dashed off. He said he'd be back in seven to 11 minutes. Oh my God. Oh uh, my God. Well, this, I mean, first of all, I'm, I'm, very happy you're doing this channel, and and you're you're going to be like taking calls. You're going to be talking yeah, to people I do because it, yeah, I, I I go live. I take calls. Ideally, I'd like to do interviews with people. Uh, if you think I'm any good, you're. I, I would you no, know, but I, I would I, love I, to. I mean, this this has been an absolute blast, mm -hmm. and I would happily anytime you want me come up, come to. by. Yeah, I'd love bring a guitar. We'll do. I'll, we'll do <laughs> <Yeah>. buckets. <laughs> <laughs> I actually uh, mean it. I actually uh, mean it. Uh, you're the most encouraging person I've ever seen during a conversation. Do you are you are you aware that you give constant kinesthetic encouragement? I I'm loving this. This okay. is a, one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. Okay, yeah, this is great. I look over to you, and this is if everyone it's in the so crowd. Good. We're doing what you were doing. Why do you think Conan keeps him around? It's yeah, you're, you're <laughs> effusive. It's you know, great. The thing is, everyone else, everyone else here uh, cuts me down, and and Blay is always telling me that was amazing, even when it wasn't. No, it's great. It is it, amazing. No, this, it's this, always it amazing. This episode is. So Great. good. It makes me feel so good. Honest to God. Um, no, I uh, I would be thrilled, honored to, to come by and uh, and hang. I think I just need to do one really good interview and other people would maybe hear. I, I, I'm already down on myself about whether or not anyone would want to do it because it's so new for me. Oh, so I would not myself, worry about I, I wouldn't worry about that at all. Like, I just thank I you. think you're going to do a great job. I, you, I was thinking I've survived every scary thought. I've ever had in my life. I've survived it. I've woken up the next day. Right. And I've survived everything I thought was going to kill me. And so now, and I got to a place where I feel like there's this trust in what I do with people that if I put sure. a record out a year, two years, three years from now, people will go, oh, I want to hear what he has to say. Yeah. So everything feels so set in a, in a way that makes me feel like it's this until 
a doctor sits me down and says, you know, when I first got into medicine, I go, oh boy, you know, whatever that conversation is someday where I'm told I can't stay, yep. that's the end of it. But until then, it's, don't you feel like this is the straightaway now? This is the best? Oh, I'm, I, I'm, I like this part this better is the than best. any other part. That you, you did all the work life. to get here right. to where you can hire actors to hang out outside. <laughs> they're all, we, once you got into this building, I didn't they're, want to pay for them the whole they're time. They're, they're eating across they're the street. Gone. Yeah, and, and they're not being paid for that time. But the minute you leave, they're all going to rush back. I actually have one guy in the corner sawing something. And there's no reason for a guy to be sawing something no, in a podcast. You have a guy dressed like an Oompa Loompa. Yeah, who's, the man, like, who's the man with the measuring tape? Who's just going around measuring everything. And also, why did I make it look like an off-track betting place? <laughs> and here comes Lucky Lindy in the straightaway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, John Mayer, God bless. Thank you for being here. And before you go, I'll, I'll show you. There are a couple of guitars up in my office, and uh, you can laugh at them. I really want to hear your buckets of rain. You don't. No, no, no. That's not and then I'm going to play for you. I was walking all wrong. <laughs> Don't think I don't you, remember that. No, no, no. I've written them all down. You Great. owe us big time. <laughs> all right, thank you. Thank you. Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. With Conan O'Brien, Sonam Obsessian, and Matt Gorley. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Nick Liao, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson and Cody Fisher at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Take it away, Jimmy. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. Engineering and mixing by Eduardo Perez and Brendan Burns. Additional production support by Mars Melnick. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Britt Kahn. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review read on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 669-587-2847 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit Spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.